Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and this is uh, the most requested episode every single week, and that is the scouting report for the 49ers enemy. Uh, Used to call it Know Your Enemy, whatever. But what we're going to do is we're going to break down everything that you need to know about this matchup from players to exploit, players to watch out for, scheme, tendencies. We've got it all covered. Plus, uh, we're going to have a couple betting segments as well. Uh, Just if you want to join us and make some money with us, which we've done very, very well this year, injury updates, you name it. We've got a lot of stuff today. So uh, again, I've I've got about five and a half pages of notes, which is way too much for the Washington Redskins. I don't feel like they deserve it, but this is what we're going to do. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump straight into it. The 49ers are playing the Washington Redskins this week in an early kickoff. Now the Redskins, yikes, (laughs) it's going to be a lot of bad. And they are an NFL team. They did get a win last week, their very first win of the season. They're 1-5, and and they currently possess the worst record in the entire NFC. If the draft was today, they would have a top-five pick. And to be honest with you, I would not be surprised if they finished kind of number two overall whenever it comes to draft time. Um, They did beat Miami. (laughs) It was kind of the battle for the first overall pick last week, and it came down to the wire. And they won 17-16 against the Miami Dolphins, and this team is in disarray. Um, Not only with injuries, but coaching as well. Um, There's so much just... It's the Washington Redskins. One of the worst-run organizations in sports. If you guys have followed me for a while, I do not hold my punches whenever it comes to this organization. Uh, Top-down... from Snyder to the owner, it, it's all bad. And there's a lot of 49ers ties to this organization. And this is the only team to ever fire, fire Kyle Shanahan, despite the fact that he had back-to-back top 10 offenses um, whenever they fired him. Uh, the year they fired him, he finished in the top 10, which is interesting as an offensive coordinator. But uh, obviously everybody saw the um, interview early on in the week whenever Kyle Shanahan was asked. They said, what was your favorite thing about being in Washington, and he said, coaching with my dad. That was really, really cool, and he went on to answer. There were a lot of great coaches. There were a lot of great players and relationships, and then they said, well, what was the worst part? Everything else with a giant smile. So for those of you that are saying trap game, trap game, trap game, and I get it, this is the NFL, I can guarantee you one thing. 
Kyle Shanahan is sure as hell not taking this game lightly at all. So um, as we continue going through this, again, if you guys have questions, please feel free to tag me in the chat. We are everywhere. Um, uh, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Twitter, um, all everywhere podcasts are out there. We are available. So if you are listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, the podcast has been growing crazy since the 49ers keep dominating everybody, which is wonderful. And I fully expect that to continue this week. But please like, uh, rate, and review the show. Go ahead and hit that subscription button. And let's jump into some questions before we get into the injuries. Um, real quick, what is holding the Niners back from being more elite. You you look at what they have accomplished so far. Uh, five and zero, oh, which obviously elite. We have the second best record in the entire NFL, and the only reason why it's the second best is because we had our early bye week, so we haven't played as many games as the Patriots have. So from the record standpoint, from the scoring defense and scoring offense, all of that is elite. The only thing that you know, as a coach or somebody that's self scouting this team. You have to say consistency, and, and all, all, that's only for the offensive side. Defense has been lights out, start to finish, no issues there. Um, even if you look at the Rams' first possession where they ran nine straight times to get into the end zone, it was corrected on the very next drive, and they had no success with the, um, the things they did in the first drive ever again for the rest of the game. So uh, you've got to love what's happened defensively. Now, offensively, turnovers. And we've got to <laughs> – injuries are a concern. Now, I understand Daniel Brunskill and Justin School have played wonderfully. Uh, stepping in as a backup role, they're going to have a pretty damn tough test this week because, you know, as we go through the strengths and weaknesses of uh, the, the Washington's offense and defense – they do have a lot of talent on the outside rush, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. So, um, anyway, take that for what you want. Real quick um, – Let's see here. John, my wife told me she saw a tweet where Brady claiming, oh, hell no, on Jimmy G trying to beat them this year in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, there's not a lot of love between Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, I think Brady was very paramount in making sure that Jimmy was out of there, and a big reason why we got Jimmy Garoppolo for only a second-round pick was because of Tom Brady and Robert Kraft. Uh, it's very well publicized that Belichick did not want to get rid of Garoppolo at all. So you can go back and read through all that stuff. I did a full podcast, I think about 45 minutes, just talking about this and breaking down the steps that took us to get Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's huge. But I don't take too much from this. You know, Tom Brady's a politician and the fact that he's always going to kind of say these kind of things with a smile and like, oh, it's fun, whatever. So yeah, I don't want to take too much for that, but I would love to play the Patriots, who I despise. I just don't like the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like them. But um, I would love to play them in the Super Bowl. That'd be a lot of fun. That would mean that we are in the Super Bowl. Um, Eli, right here. John, any new trade rumors for our 49ers? None. Um, I don't think they want to mess up what we have. You know, I talked a little bit last episode about what it means keeping your locker room in a healthy environment and a place where it's very cohesive and it's a family-type unit. We've had lots of injuries at skill positions, or at key positions, not necessarily skill positions, but they haven't done anything. They had, There's some rumors out there, but that's exactly what they are. Uh, you, A.J. Green, obviously the fans wanted him. Even Odell Beckham, which I don't 0% chance he gets traded, I, I believe. Jalen Ramsey goes to a division. It, there's been positions available with some key talent out there we haven't made any moves. This front office is willing to trade. However, they will not pay up for anything. I would say the only trade rumors that have any kind of credence whatsoever is perhaps a backup quarterback, us trading away. Um, now, you know, I put up a poll. Should the 49ers trade uh, right after Patrick Mahomes went down? Um, you hit the, the long list of history of 49ers quarterbacks being traded to the Chiefs is whatever. It, it's wonderful. But it, I put up a poll. I said, would you be comfortable? Now, this is not my opinion. I, I would not do this, but I was curious what everybody else would say. Um, 
give up Nick Mullins and a six-round pick for a third-round pick in return, and it was about 67% said no. And over 1,000 votes, quite well over 1,000 votes. So um, it seems like the faithful wants to keep what we have, and the fact that, again, usually fan bases want draft picks uh, for the future. Uh, and so the fact that even the fan base is like, no, 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 just in case Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, Nick Mullins steps in, we're going to be okay, uh, that is wonderful. Now, could we trade CJ, um, you know, third string quarterback I like that idea I just don't think anybody really wants them so you're talking about maybe getting a seventh or a sixth in return best case scenario but outside of that I'm not seeing too many trades take place as we move forward we do have a lot of defensive line depth wouldn't mind maybe moving one of our backups there but again is that worth it to how do I say is that worth it to mess up what you already have and I don't think that it is. Victor, amazing question here. Are you related to Jay Leno? I am not. <laughs> that is an awesome question. I wish I had the cars he has. Um, yeah, I get Jay Leno. I get uh, skinny Jonah Hill. I get Mark Cuban sometimes. And uh, for the Disney fans, I get Incredible Boy from The Incredibles as well. It's the chin, man. It's the chin. So <laughs> awesome question. Thank you, Victor. Uh, next question. You think the pass will be up um, and the rush down this week? I do. 100%. Great question, Justin. Uh, and a big reason for that is their secondary is so hit and miss. And I'm going to go through some stats that you know they're good at and that they're bad at. They're bad at a lot of things. Uh, the, the Redskins aren't really good at anything in f- football terms. Uh, there's a couple stats that they are barely above the league average, and that's it. They're not top 10 in anything on offense or defense. They're not really... They don't do anything special. So, and I'll go through the personneling on the defensive side and we'll break down that. Um, so, here we go. Who will be the two players the 49ers get back from IR? Probably most likely and healthy to be back earliest is Contavious Street. Now, the question is. Is it worth bringing him back right now because the defensive line is completely healthy outside of DJ Jones? We'll talk about that. But Julian Taylor's been inactive. And he's going to step immediately into that role. So defensive line's not hurting whatsoever. So if there's no further injuries, why would you bring Contavious Street back? Uh, you could just keep him where it is. Ideally, in an ideal world, um, you would be bringing back two guys, and that would be Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd should be the number one priority, but it's a back issue. Back issues are weird. There's not usually a timetable. Each one of them is a little bit different, so... that's kind of rough. So you only get to bring back two, and you don't have to determine that. They'll be they'll be able to practice beforehand. So the rest of the NFL is starting to activate players to where they can practice. Uh, you get a two-week time period to practice before you bring them back. So we're going to hopefully, you know, we put our players on our IR a little bit after the season. Contavious Street did not. But uh, when it, Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd, you've got to be out eight weeks. So once that time period is up, you know, we're, we're moving into week seven now. They're allowed to practice for two weeks before you decide to bring them back or not. So something to pay attention to, but we're still about a month out from that. I would love Trent Taylor and Heard Jason Verrett. I think the way that Emmanuel Mosley has played, you don't have to bring back Verrett. Um, yeah, obviously, it'd be great if he did come back, but you, deal, you do not have to. Um, so anyway... All right, let's jump into some injuries, and let's talk about a couple of these things. We have a few 49ers that they have announced will not be playing. Um, real quick, Debo Samuel is going to be out this week, his groin injury. Uh, it seemed like this is what was going to happen. So Debo Samuel, our rookie, is finally going to miss a game, which is a bummer for sure. But his snap counts have been going down week by week by week, um, kind of taken over by Dante Pettis. I, I think Debo eventually will win back kind of starter role, but um, he's been third in line for snaps for the past uh, three or four weeks, really. After week one, uh, Dante Pettis has outsnapped him almost every week. Um, DJ Jones, our defensive tackle, he is out as well. Julian Taylor is going to be getting some playing time finally at that nose position. Now, I, DJ Reed's been starting for us. 
First it was Sheldon Day. Then it was DJ Reed at our big tackle position. I don't want to call it a nose guard because we move him around so much. I'm hoping Solomon Thomas gets a start there this week. He deserves it. Uh, coming off his best game as a pro probably in his short three-year career. Um, yeah, I would love to see Solomon Thomas start at the inside. Uh, the, uh, one of my goals of the 49ers is that he does not take a snap on the outside. It's what it is. We beat that horse to death, so we'll just move on from that. Questionable as well as Raheem Mostert. Uh, big chance he doesn't play, and I don't think that they have to force it too much because Jeff Wilson is still on our roster. He was inactive, but we can put him in there just fine, which might help us actually whenever we look at goal lines. Uh, Tevin Coleman had a very rough game against the Rams in the goal line. He did get one touchdown on the amazing stiff arm, um, which was a hell of a play, but he left he left two touchdowns up there, one with the drop pass, which was a suspect pass from Garoppolo anyway, but it hit him in the hands, and also uh, got tackled on kind of the six-inch line. And it left a little room there, so um, something something there. There's something there. Now, their injuries are a plenty. <laughs> they, they are struggling, and they've got a lot of former 49ers in the coaching staff on their play. Like They got them everywhere. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to see any of these former 49ers. Vernon Davis has been ruled out. Alex Smith, holy cow. Uh, you know, his injury last year where his legs snapped in half looked bad. There was a report that came out this week. He had 17 surgeries so far on that leg just to repair it. Uh, there was a chance he was going to lose that leg. But um, he is throwing. He can't really move very well, but he is standing. He is throwing uh, as of last week, which is great news. Uh, it's hard to dislike Alex Smith, even though he had a rough time here at the beginning. And then, of course, Reuben Foster. They got him as well after, you know, we cut him. They picked him up. He he broke his leg. Lots of leg. He, he may never play again either. So, no reunion with those three, uh, shoot, all first-round picks for the 49ers. They got three of them over there. They've also lost a lot of star power with Darius Geis. Um, you know, he came back for a little while and was out right after week one. Jordan Reed, their stud tight end, he's, he's gone as well. Trent Williams, and the best talent that Washington has, they're all out. They're all out. Um, and Trent Williams is healthy. He could come back and play right now. It's just this front office, Washington's front, is awful. You can't trust them. They're terrible people. They run a terrible team. Everybody hates going there. Um, anyway, take that for what you want. I, it, You want to talk about trades? I want Trent Williams. If I could have anybody be Trent Williams, but there's no way in hell a trade is going to take place between Washington and the 40 Kyle Shanahan will never happen. Um, Chris Thompson, one of the better third down backs in the entire NFL is out as well. This is a relatively new development. They went out and signed Wendell Smallwood, who was with Philadelphia for a while. There's a chance this kid starts. It's going to be Adrian Peterson and Wendell Smallwood in the backfield, which Wendell Smallwood started the season unsigned, and Adrian Peterson was inactive. <laughs> they have lost so much up front. Donald Penn, uh, their backup tackle, well, he's their starting tackle, but he probably should be a backup. I wouldn't be surprised if he retires soon. I don't even think he's going to finish the season. He's he struggled mightily. And Josh Norman, their corner did not practice, whether that was a vet day or whatever. I want Josh uh, Josh Norman to play. He has given up the NFL's most touchdown passes allowed. Five touchdowns have been scored against him. He's always been a boomer bust corner. You go back to his days at Carolina. Um, very similar to Marcus Peters in the fact that, yeah, they make a lot of interceptions, but they also they give up a whole bunch of big plays. So that is a very <laughs> – they're losing a lot of guys. And you add to that, they don't know who the hell their, their quarterback is. It's going to be Case Keenum this week. They drafted Dwayne. Haskins, number 17 overall in the first round, but the coaching staff didn't want him. The GM drafted him because he's going to do his own thing again, just further testifying to how awful of an organization this is. <laughs> They're so bad. Um, so anyway, lots of stuff going on there. Real, real quick question from Russ. Do you think the game will be a blowout um, or do you think it will be a tough game to win? I could really see the 49ers jumping out to a huge lead right off the bat. And I'll say this. you know, I'm going to add this in there. Kyle Shanahan is not letting up this week. He's not. There is no way in hell um, he is going to keep his foot on the gas pedal. So it could get bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish the episode with my keys to victory, uh, projections, and all that kind of stuff, and how I think it's all going to go. Now, one thing I do want to say 
Just want to take a step back before I get into the lines and the bets of the week and all that stuff. If you head over to our website, NinersRush.com, we've got two amazing articles that just got put up the last couple of days. There's some really good stuff over there. Um, One of them breaking down the gold curtain. Man, I love this term. And, you know, Renato, he put out a great article just about how the gold curtain and our defense is so special. And then also one by Nick as well, offensive preview and keys to victory for the Redskins. There, there's just some great content over at NinersRush.com. Uh, we got some new videos up over there as well. So please head over there if you have not already. Those guys are putting out some amazing work. Now, Vegas lines. Here we go. The 49ers are favored by 10 and a half points. So to cover that spread, they're expected a blowout. The only game with the bigger spread is Miami. And Miami, we know what Miami is. Now, the 49ers are traveling across three time zones, you know, going all the way across the country, which is huge because we were 0 and 8 <laughs> traveling over there with an early morning kickoff before this season started. But we've already gotten two victories on in that time zone traveling across the country. So that's going to take about four points. But Vegas is saying we're going to dominate this. Now, the over and under has dropped to 40 total points. It was 42. And I said I was a little scared of this one. I wish I would have took the under on that one at 42. But now it's up to 40. So... It might not be done. I don't think Vegas is expecting <laughs> the Redskins to score more than a touchdown. It's 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 going to be a bad week. So a couple bets of the week. And again, as always, just want to say thanks to our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. They are the best betting site out there, and it's not close. Love these guys. Trust these guys. Work with them for years. They do a hell of a job. Um, now, here's an easy bet that's going to get you paid. And then there's a parlay bet. That's a little bit more. So a couple things. The easy bet of the week is Dante Pettis to get over 40 yards receiving. There's no Debo Samuel. He led the team in snaps last week. He's leading the wide receivers in targets and catches last week. I expect that to fully continue this week. Um, I could see Pettis getting two touchdowns this week as well. I'm probably going to throw in a side bet um, that's going to pay off crazy odds for him to score two touchdowns. But again, I'm not recommending that one because that's a huge... Um, that's a difficult one. It's going to have a big payday though. So anyway, I'm going to do that. So all you got to do is go to mybookie.ag. If you haven't set up an account, use promo code 49ers. They'll double your initial deposit. Now, once you're on there, you click on props builder on the very far left of the website, and then you click on NFL, click on the 49ers game, and you're going to scroll down and there's a whole bunch of different options on there that I've helped them kind of build for the 49ers. And one of those is Dante Pettis to get 40 yards or more receiving. Now, if you're feeling very confident about this, the odds increase every 10 yards. So you can pick Pettis to have 40 or more, 50 or more, 60 or more, all the way up. Um, I put down $10 on this. It's a negative 118 bet. So I bet 10 to win 1850. So if Pettis has more than that, that's an easy one. Again, I think we're eight for 12 on the season so far on our 49ers bets. And then my parlay, this is for my crazy folks out there, parlay of the week. This is where you combine as many bets as you want. I did four. I have the 49ers covering straight up. Packers to cover with five and a half points. They're at home versus the Raiders. Jags straight up at Cincinnati. And then the Rams to cover three points as well against the Falcons. Bet five to win 29. So that's my parlay of the week. So again, 49ers straight up, Jags straight up, Packers to cover, Rams to cover. That's my fun, (laughs) crazy bet. And again, with my bookie, uh, you bet, you win, you get your money out. Very, very easy. Any issues whatsoever, their customer support is on it at all times. Um, It's an awesome, awesome website. So head over there. You can bet on everything. Now, the history of the matchup between the 49ers and Redskins, we played a lot of times, 32 total times. The 49ers lead this 20 to 11 to 1. Now, uh, the 49ers did lose our last matchup, but we are four out of five in our last five meetings. And again, I already talked about Kyle Shanahan and how much <laughs> the beef is between these two. You add to the fact Jim Tom Sula, our old head coach, is their defensive line coach. Uh, just talked about three former first-round picks that were on our team now playing. There's so many ties here. 
Um, now the majority of our players weren't around when Alex Smith was here that, you know, that's for sure. But this is not one of those games where everybody's just going to say, eh, and overlook it. It's absolutely not going to happen. Uh, question right here, as we talked about entries, is Jordan Matthews going to get snaps? I sure hope he does. Uh, I, I thought he was going to be active the first week. I really, really did. But that didn't happen. So I could totally see Jordan Matthews getting snaps. You know, Richie James Jr., and Kendrick Bourne, their snaps continue to go down week by week by week. I, I, off the top of my head, I think Kendrick Bourne got 12 snaps last week, and I think that Richie James got six. So I, I could see somebody like Jordan Matthews getting more snaps than Richie James and because he can play inside and outside. So I, I do think that he will be playing for sure. Um, let's see here real quick. Niners for life. Got to talk about this. Over 1,000 new members in the last few weeks. Thank you so much, Justin. Uh, Justin reached out to me. This is the 49ers Facebook group, one of the better ones ever, man. Um, it's an awesome place to just meet and talk 49ers football with people that know what the hell they're talking about. So head over to Facebook. Type in Niners for life. Uh, you're going to see. Uh, and Just head over there. There's so much stuff going on there. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Awesome, awesome site. Now, Next question, what do you think of Bill Callahan's Washington offense slash defensive philosophy strategy? Let's jump into it. So uh, let's talk about their defense first. Uh, thanks, Nick. Uh, the strength of the defense is this. The only thing that they grade well in is interceptions. They have forced seven interceptions, which is top five in the NFL. Now they've got up a whole bunch of points and they're bad at everything else. They are a gambling defense and they want corners to squat on out routes and stop routes they want them to squat and try to jump over them now they leave their safeties on islands in the back and they get taken advantage of there very very often so their weaknesses is everything else Def oh, again talking about washington's defense they've allowed the fourth most points and that's after playing miami six most yards eighth most first downs third most passing touchdowns literally every single statistical category they are getting taken advantage of they run a traditional 3-4, uh, very vanilla. They don't like to – it's almost like it's a snapshot. They don't move at all before snap, uh, especially their front seven. They are copy and pasted in the exact same defensive alignment almost all the time, which is going to be a lot of fun with Kyle Shanahan coming out with his pre-snap motions and being able to isolate and get numbers on each side. It's going to be bad. Now, their tendencies, they don't blitz a lot. They only blitz nine total times versus Miami, which is asinine to me against one of the worst offensive lines, and 15 times the previous week against New England. So we're not going to see a lot of very complex blitzes. It's just three big boys in the middle, and you have two great pass rushers. Now, here are the things we need to watch out for. Their edge rushers are very, very talented. Probably the two best players on their roster, Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweat. A lot of 49er faithful were huge on Montez Sweat. Defensive end, first-round pick came out of Mississippi State. If you remember, he ran the 4-4, um, the fastest defensive end in the history of the NFL. He is a hybrid athlete, very, very straight-line speed, but he has a great inside counter move as well. Those are kind of the two guys. Now, they haven't performed well statistically. They don't have a lot of sacks, either one of those guys, but both are kind of Pro Bowl caliber players. So going back to our offensive line, last week was huge but against the Rams, but they weren't. They had to match up a couple times against Aaron Donald. Other than that, it was easy. This is a much harder matchup for our tackles. So expect a lot of two tight ends. Expect a lot of motions. Expect moving the pocket just a little bit off of play action. Those type of things. But uh, the key matchups to watch when we're on offense is our tackles against these stud outside rushers. Okay, So Daniel Brunskill and Justin School, they're going to have to play lights out. That's huge. Uh, very, very important. Now, um, so you have those two edge rushers, and then as of right now, the Washington has the number one cornerback rated in the entire league in Quentin Dunbar, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Three interceptions already, no touchdowns allowed. He's allowed a 35.3 NFL passer rating on 27 targets. He is killing it. Um, and so this is huge because there's people that you can pick on in their secondary, and there's people you can't. So they're going to be in a lot of traditional 3-4 or nickel 3-4. Their nickel corner that comes in um, is Fabian Moreau. 
and he's a local LA kid. And here's the issue. Quentin Dunbar, the corner, and Landon Collins. Everybody should know who Landon Collins are. They're great. Those are two great players in the secondary, but they have three huge weaknesses. Okay, There are other safety who... Uh, he had a good week last week, came up with two interceptions, played lights out, so I don't want to dog him too much because he stepped up. But Josh Norman, as I said, that is the guy to pick on. Now, he is a gambling corner. Will he get his hand on the ball? Yes. But he's given up five touchdown passes already. League lead, he has one interception. 134 quarterback rating against Josh Norman so far this year. He's somebody you can pick on. Out of the slot, Fabian Monroe, he's allowing a 90% catch rate. So <laughs> I, I'm very curious to see how we move people around. We're going to put George Kittle against them uh, a little bit. It's going to be bad. There are going to be so many matchups that can be exploited against this defense. Now, their defensive tackles are great against the run, but they don't get a lot of pressure up front. Um, they do have, they've invested a lot of first-round picks on that defensive line, very similar to the 49ers, but they are not even close to putting it together. So, and again, with all the injuries, it's going to cause problems. Um, here we go. A couple questions real quick. Uh, JP, 49ers still paying Tom uh, Tom Sula? I don't know. Um, I think that that ended a year ago, perhaps. But um, if he's still getting paid, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I do like Tim Tom Sula. I think he's a great guy. Did I ever want him as a head coach? No. But I, I would consider him probably one of the top three defensive line coaches in the NFL. I have no problem with him if he's still getting paid. It's not my money. Uh, it doesn't go against the salary cap either, so it, no issues there. <laughs> but it's, if somebody sees that, please throw it up in the chat if y'all want to look that up. Um, next question from Nick. Will our running game rebound against a tough Washington run defense but poor passing defense? Yes, um, completely. You look at what happened last week. I, the The stat of the game for me was 40 or more rush attempts. We win the game. We hit 41, so, so we hit that. It wasn't about last week how efficiently we were running the ball. It's just that we were running it. We just needed to keep their defense on the field, and we were able to accomplish that. So, uh, yes, our running game is going to be much better this week. Do I think that we're going to return to the you – know, five plus yards per carry no I don't um, it's going to be closer to around three and a half yards per carry to four yards per carry but that's enough to win that's enough to win this week you don't have to have the NFL's number one rushing offense to beat the Washington Redskins you just need efficient uh, efficient run game prolong the drives don't turn the ball over. I'm getting into my previews Goodness, I always do this. I get too excited you guys get me <laughs> excited um, anyway I'll stop right there uh, we'll talk more about this in a second um, let's see here. Oh, great question before I jump over to breaking down Washington's offense. Will Wisnowski ever be given a chance to run for a first down on a fake punt? He did it successfully in college. Playoff trickery. Yeah, we eventually will have some fakes. A big reason why you signed him, and again, you've drafted him in the fourth round. It definitely pissed me off when it happened. Is the kid talented? Hell yes, he is. Am I rooting for him? Yes. Has he lived up so far to his hype? No way in hell. He has not had a great regular season. Um, he hasn't been used very often, though, either. But if you look at his net punts, uh, yards gained per kick, it's very, very low. Bottom half of the league. So he, he's not really doing anything extraordinary, but we haven't really needed him to either. And so that's okay. Uh, hopefully, whenever there will be times come, especially against teams like Seattle or against the Rams again, these division opponents where it's going to turn into a little bit of a field position game. We haven't seen that yet, but um, there will be some fakes, and goodness, I want to see him hit somebody again on kickoff. Um, that was probably my favorite part of preseason whenever he went down there and just laid out the kicker or laid out the kick returner. So, all right, here we go. Next question. Will Jimmy G and the wide receivers finally get on the same page? Um, thinking a change should be happening soon. Um, here's the deal. Uh, two different questions. One, um, Yes, I, I do believe that this is going to be a great week for the wide receivers. Kittle's going to get his. He is the number one wide receiver, even though he's a tight end. So don't worry too much about him, right? Obviously, nobody's worried about Kittle. Best player in the NFL. But Dante Pettis is key. He's coming off of his best game in a very, very long time. Almost scored three touchdowns. And his routes are good. He, he pretty much got everything that came his way. Made great catch out of bounds. That was an overthrow. 
if we can rely on him, I think great things are ahead. If he can perform. Now, obviously, he's got a little bit of a mental issue, uh, focus or confidence, whatever that is. And so if we could stay positive with that, Marquise Goodwin, crazy, crazy speed. It's going to be wonderful. And who's going to be that third guy that's going to step in and get those snaps? And now that Debo's out this week, I think we're going to be okay. I'm pretty excited. And again, once I get to my predictions, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is going to have the best game of his entire professional career this week. I, I really do. I feel very, very confident confident about what's going forward now uh eli's got a question here i think i read part of it um here we go what are your thoughts on the kick punt return game thinking a change should be happening soon now you you're keeping you know our kickoff return and punt return same guy richie james jr very very explosive has he had some negative plays hell yes he has i, I don't mind keeping him back there i've wanted dante pettis to be the punt returner but you can't do that now that debo's out uh, so if there was going to be a change that took place, it was going to be three weeks ago, not now. So now you can't put uh, Dante Pettis back there this week because if he goes down, now you're down two of your top three wide receivers. That's way too problematic. I wouldn't mind seeing some DJ Reed getting some work at kickoff return, but uh, nobody's scoring touchdowns on us. So <laughs> we're not getting that many kickoff returns. Uh, punt returns we're getting a whole bunch of. So I would like DJ Reed getting a little bit of work um, on kickoff return, but that's petty, I'll be honest with you. Punt returner, I did want Dante Pettis back there, but uh, now you can't do that. So I want Richie James to stay there until we get a little bit more healthy at the wide receiver position because if Dante Pettis went down, that would be not catastrophic, but it would be alarming to say the least now that he is being used as a starter and leading the wide receivers in snaps. Um here we go. Uh, this is off topic, but why did Brady and Ka uh, Kraft want Jimmy gone? Kraft and Brady wanted this to continue to be the Tom Brady show in New England. Uh, I know I brought it up earlier. This is my fault here, but great question. And basically the idea was Kraft went into, these are the reports, you can say whatever you want, went into Belichick's office and said, I want Jimmy traded. I want him gone. And so uh, arguing whatever happened and basically Belichick called John Lynch and gave him the terms. This is John Lynch's things. Give me your second rounder and you got Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but he also wanted him to go somewhere in the other division and a good place. Uh, it, the respect for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan from the Patriots has been well echoed over and over and over again. We've had trades back and forth. Those two front offices seem to get along very, very well from Trent Brown um, to talking back and forth, draft trades, all kinds of different stuff. So uh, we didn't even have to negotiate. Um, it was just, yep, all right, done. And that was the deal. Um, Belichick wanted to control where he went because he wanted him to go somewhere where he would be successful. We lucked out. Uh, crazy deal for us. They were offered a first round pick during the draft and turned it down. Um, but we were able to get them for a second just because it was after the draft. Um, it's what it is. So you can go read about that. Just type, type in exactly your question and you'll see so many different articles about it. All right. Um, let's jump in now to the other side. Let's flip the coin. Let's break down the Washington offense, which, again, <laughs> this is a completely bad team. They're very, very bad. The only team stat in the top half of the league, the top 16, um, is passing touchdowns, which they rank 13th with nine passing touchdowns, and almost all of them have to do with one player um, who's competing right now. I would say the leader offensive rookie of the year, Terry McLaurin, who we're going to talk about a little bit more. He is he missed last week, but he is—he's un—he's unbelievable. He's great, and the speed out of Ohio State is unparalleled. And they are just peppering him with the ball now. Weaknesses. Listen to some of these defense or offensive ranks for the Washington Redskins. And again, keep in mind, <laughs> the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL. Now you could say New England—that's fine. I don't believe New England's defense is wonderful. I do believe the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL right now. I really, really do after what they just did to the Rams. So these are the offensive ranks of um, the Redskins. Here we go. Third fewest points in the NFL, and they played Miami. Fourth fewest yards. Ninth most turnovers. Third fewest first downs. Third fewest rush attempts. A bad team that cannot sustain drives and has a problem with turnovers 
is not good. And the strength of this team is defensively, but their defense is in a strength. (laughs) The offense is that bad. Um, They haven't scored over 17 points in four straight weeks. And again, just played Miami, and they couldn't score 17 points, over 17. That's it. Uh, This is a team that should be running the football with Adrian Peterson uh, and all the guys that they have back there. But for some reason, they want to throw the damn ball. I don't get it. They have one of the most vanilla offenses in the entire NFL. They don't do anything consistently well, and they don't build. So I call it the dartboard approach. There's not a, we're going to run this running play this way to build into the play action off of this play on this route. We're going to continue to run this route combo, and then we're going to run a break off of that to set up a bigger play. They don't do that at all. They literally just have a bunch of plays and throw darts at the dartboard. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. You know, I went back three different games, even before they fired their head coach. And it was very, very difficult to figure out what their identity was and what they were trying to accomplish. Um, It seemed like their goal was don't turn the ball over. Let's see if we can get into field goal range. That's kind of their philosophy. Um, Obviously, their coaches aren't going to say that, but that's what the game looks like. They throw the ball way too damn much, which I just don't understand. I get that they're always playing from behind because they're so bad, but they're changing. They're getting out of their game script, and they're getting out of their kind of like (laughs) game plan in the first half. And they're just, they'll go two or three drives in a row without a rushing attempt. And it's like, you can't throw the ball. You have the worst wide receivers in the NFL outside of Terry McLaurin. Uh, their wide receivers are atrocious. So players to watch out for, again, as I said, Terry McLaurin. He's third in the NFL in yards per reception with 14 and a half, which is like... <sighs> He's Deshaun Jackson, basically. He, he He's that explosive. 23 catches, 408 yards, five touchdowns, and he's not played in every game. He's only played in five games, and he's got five touchdowns. And then you look at their right guard, Brandon Scherf. Uh, he's a top five guard in the NFL. But outside of that, that offensive line is catastrophic. Trent Williams was there. You're talking about a kind of average offensive line because you have two elite players and then three really bad players. But nope, you've got... Brandon Scherf at right guard, who's going to be going against DeForest Buckner most of the time. That's going to be the most talented matchup on the field um, on either side. Can't wait to see that. But the offensive line is one of the worst in the NFL outside of Brandon Scherf. So four guys that just should not be starting, backup players at best. Um, And I'll say this. Here's the deal. Let's just look at what the 49ers have allowed. And what Washington has allowed offensive line wise. Okay. Washington's offensive line has allowed 15 sacks and 79 pressures allowed. The 49ers offensive line, five sacks, 46 pressures. So just to kind of put three times more sacks, they played Miami, guys. (laughs) Like, that shouldn't count as a game. (laughs) This is a bad team. It's a very, very, very bad team. So again, don't think trap game is not what this is. And before I jump into my prediction and keys, which is next, and then I'll, I'll end on that, I do want to check just real quick and see if there um, are a couple questions that I can get to that maybe I missed over um, real quick. All right. Let's see here. Uh, looking into the future based on what 49ers strengths and weaknesses are, should the 49ers draft more pass rushers and offensive linemen for depth to strengthen both units? Yeah, uh, we don't have a second-round pick next year, and we're going to spend a lot of time on the draft, but uh, outside of the big board and what talent's available, you've got to think offensive line should be the first pick, personally. Um, offensive line should be the first pick. That's just my own whatever. Take that. I don't even care where. I prefer tackle. But um, Justin School's looking great, and we're going to figure out how good our Justin School. Daniel Brunskill's a plug-in player that will probably be active with us for the rest of the year, but he's not part of the long-term plans. Justin School, however, is part of our long-term plans. And it, if you want to look at the bright side of the injuries to both tackles, it's we are learning if we can depend on Justin School because if he can continue to be that swing tackle that could step into the left or right tackle, it doesn't really matter, either tackle spot's fine, and be a starter, then that first-round pick could go to a guard or whatever else. I don't care where I would prefer the first-round pick be spent on a guard as of now. We'll have to wait and see how the big board shakes out, uh, free agency, lots of different things, but right now, that is key. 
I do not believe that we need to spend any more first-round picks on the defensive line. We have five already. We can only play four. One first-rounders on the bench at all times. A lot of times, two. Um, so, anyway. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's keep things going real quick. If Niners survive Washington and go 6-0, and how much tougher of a challenge will the Panthers be? That Panthers game is going to be a hell of a game. Uh, it's going to be the game of the week. Uh, probably be the combined best records of any two opponents. You know, the Panthers won four in a row. I've watched almost all their games. But they've got a little bit of an issue over there, too, because Cam Newton just returned to practice. Now, Cam Newton is 0-9 in his last nine starts. Josh Allen is 4-0 in his last four starts. So you can take that for what you want, but I do believe the Nan- the Panthers are going to transition back to Cam Newton. Um, I-, I think that they are. I don't think that they should, but is that going to be next week? Are they going to hold Cam Newton out until, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Kyle Allen's been playing great. He, so we'll just have to wait and see. Next week I'll spend a whole bunch of ty- time on that. Um, it's specifically Kyle, if I crawl cor- correctly, regarding Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, yeah, not not sure that question. Sorry about that, Daniel. I got to that one a little late. That one's on me. All right, here we go. If you had a choice, would you add more top NFL players and high draft picks to make that already great defense, a Super Bowl winning shutdown defense, or add more weapons for Kyle and Jimmy? Yeah, offensive line. I, I'm not a big skill position guy in the draft early on. If you want to do that, that's fine. If you can get somebody like a Jerry Judy, um, like a C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, those type of guys, that'd be great. But no, I believe the 49ers are great for a reason. Offense and defensive line plus quarterback play is huge. Now, it's not that simple. I get it. But, um, yeah, that's what it is. Sergio, thank you. Hit that like button and subscribe. Helps us out a whole bunch. Um, Anyway, a couple other questions that we're going to move on. Um, If it's rainy Sunday and bad field conditions, how will that affect the Niners uh, and what they do against – that helps us so much. If it rains – we are the heaviest running team in the NFL. They are one of the bottom running teams in the NFL. You mean to tell me a turnover-prone team who wants to throw the ball for some strange damn reason is going to try to throw it during the rain and wind? By all means, please go ahead. Now, I will say this. Rain does not affect the passing game as much as fans like to think. Wind affects the passing game much more than fans think. Wind is huge. Rain does mean more balls will be on the ground, but you can throw it in the rain just fine. Um, Now, the wind, that's where it gets a little bit uh, different. Um, So... A friend of the show, Eric Davis, called us beating the brakes off the Rams, and he's not at all remotely worried about the Redskins. I'm not too worried about the Redskins either. Um, What's up, Rico? I see you on there. Uh, Thanks for joining us, brother. Let's jump into my predictions and my keys. Here's my key. If we turn the ball over three times or less, not even turnover differential, okay, I am saying the 49ers are going to guaranteed win this game if they turn the ball over three times or less. That's my stat of the game. Turnovers are probably going to happen. The way they play defense, um, they want to get the ball. And they might get one or two. We've had some problems with turnovers in the past for sure. Um, But if we turn the ball over three times, we still win. I don't think that this is going to be a close game. But the only way that Washington can even get close is if they have more than three turnovers. So we're talking four or more turnovers, then they can't win it. My prediction for the game is 49ers win 31-14, to and one of those touchdowns that the Redskins will get will be in trash garbage time. Um, don't expect Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan to play nice. I do not expect that at all. Um, do I think that he's going to go out there and call timeouts on you know fourth down when we're up by 24? I don't think so. But I do not expect any favors or gentlemanly behavior from our coaching staff. So if we get on them, we're going to put that boot on the neck. I, I really do believe that. Offensive MVP Jimmy Garoppolo, I have him throwing for 280 yards or more and three touchdowns, uh, even if it rains. I'm not backing off that. This game is designed for Kyle Shanahan to prove 
He is the better coach, and make no mistake, he is the better coach of anybody on that field. Defensive MVP, Nick Bosa is going to be unstoppable. He had a very, very difficult matchup last week, um, and he still had a wonderful game, but he was shut out of the sacks just because, again, Andrew Whitworth, amazing pass-blocking left tackle for the Rams. Uh, That was an awesome matchup to watch all game. However, he does not have a difficult matchup at all this week. Uh, I have Nick Bosa getting two sacks and two tackles for loss, and I wouldn't be surprised if he went over that in any way. Um, He is going to have a hell of a game. So those are my two offensive and defensive MVPs. Had a couple people ask on here, can you please go back over your betting segment? Uh, So I'm going to throw this in there just one more time before I say goodbye. MyBookie.ag, my lock bet of the week is Pettit. Uh, Pettis to receive 40 or more yards. Okay, Again, just click on Props Builder, click on the 49ers game, scroll down to Player Bets, and it's uh, Pettis for 40 or more receiving yards. If you're wanting to bump that up and get better odds, you can. And then my Parlay Bet of the Week, uh, these are four different games I'm picking. 49ers to win straight up, Jags to win straight up, Rams to cover, Packers to cover, and that's uh, Bet 5 to win 29. You can jump that up, Bet 10 to win about 60. Those are there as well. So those are my Bets of the Week. We're going to have a fun week. Now, uh, I do want to update you guys on the app for broadcasting. We're pretty much there. The problem is, it's not a problem. This is a great thing. Uh, Dale DeMont, who I uh, partner and owner with Eat Sleep Fantasy, his wife just had a baby last night, and so they are at home with their family. So this week is not going to work. We're going to try to target next week, but uh, he needs to be at home with his family. That's important. I'm still working out a couple kinks and bugs, but I'm hoping to get that to you guys by next week. So apologies. I wanted it to be up, but uh, family is always more important, and I, I want him to make sure that he has time with his family. So um, anyway, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate all the support. Please like and subscribe wherever you are, and we will be back with our instant reaction show right after the game on Sunday. Uh, As soon as the game ends and Kyle Shanahan's press conference ends, join us here. We will be live celebrating, hopefully, the 49ers remaining undefeated. But until then, just want to say thanks for everything. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.